business and people. Your host, Walt Bayless. Let's get this show started. Hi, and welcome to the Business and People podcast. I'm your host, Walt Bayless. Today, I am unbelievably excited to have with me on the show the author of more than 30 books, a best-selling author of Your Trajectory Code, How to Change Your Decisions, Actions, and Directions to Become Part of the Top 1%. This man has been recognized by President Bush, George Bush, and the National Guard for his civilian contribution to leadership. He is a certified management consultant, and he is one of the best people for developing talent in the world. It is my pleasure and my honor to introduce Dr. Jeffrey McGee. Dr. Jeff, thanks for joining us on the show. Absolutely. Thank you, Walt, and thank you to your listeners for jumping in and uh, spending a little bit of their time today with you and I. It's fantastic to have you aboard, man. Having a look at that, at that uh, uh, bio that you've put together, that incredible career of personal growth, developing people's potential and leadership, that's just a, a great, uh, I guess, horizon to be, to be shooting for. How did that all come together for you? I think for me, like your business and like most people, you know, you, you have these great goals when you're young in life as to where you think you're going to go. But, you know, decades later, you look back and say, OK, I can see all these connections. What I'm doing today is absolutely not what I thought I was going to do. And that's really, I think, part of the anchor to answer your question. I grew up to be a journalist, a political writer. That was my passion. And uh, out of college in the 1980s, I was doing broadcast news and print news and in a large city here in the U.S., Kansas City, Missouri. And uh, one day I just got very discouraged by how negative and bitter uh, the nature of journalism is and journalists are. And that was not my DNA. I, you know, I was raised by you know, really an entrepreneur uh, family and father and parents. So I left it. And uh, whenever you're unemployed, as I tell people, there's one job globally whenever you're unemployed. It's called a sales job. So uh, if you're good, you'll do it. And if you're not, you'll be hungry fast. So I kind of ended up in sales. And and then from that, Walt, just over the decades, I've grown companies that have been very successful and some that have failed. And so I've got to see both sides of the dynamic of human capital and talent. And that's kind of why I've evolved where I am today. That's amazing. Now, you're talking about being a journalist or starting from that environment and getting disillusioned with that. You're actually the owner and publisher, of course, of your own magazine, which is the Performance or P360 Magazine, Professional Performance Magazine. So have you kind of taken what you didn't like about the industry into your own publication? It's a great question. So, you know, every quarter we do a magazine and we get phenomenal personalities that, you know, we get a chance to do interviews with, you know, from Richard Branson to world leaders to presidents and, you know, here in the United States you know, pro athletes and musicians, entertainers and entrepreneurs and military generals. And so it's a wide collection of people that I get to interact with and uh, basically in, connect with them to write articles for our readership, just like your listeners here today on your podcast. The common thread between both is that our readership uh, are looking for ways to raise their own performance bar. So when we have people that write articles in our magazines, whether it's the late, great Zig Ziglar uh, or, you know, Richard Branson or world leaders, it's not about using our readership as, you know, the old bully pulpit, as they would say, uh, but it really is to get inside your head and in 500 to 700 words, which is one page, just not a lot of space, yeah. share an article on performance, achievement, success from your DNA. So whether it's a religious leader or whether it's a political leader, whether it's an entrepreneur, whether it's an Olympic gold medalist, uh, it's fascinating to hear different people's take on what it takes to be successful. 
And that's what the magazine's about, and it's what my life's about, and it's also you know similar thread to what you're all about. It's exactly where I am, exactly. And I, I think most of our listeners as well, Dr. Jeff, they're, they're people that realize that they can design that next chapter of their lives. You know, it's huge. Here, you know, there's a lot of research think tanks around the globe, and there's one called Gallup Organization. And, you know, Gallup did a research model a couple years ago where they uh, interviewed thousands of global businesses, which is a massive survey. And it's very unlike most all surveys are typically, you know, a controlled sample of, you know, a dozen people or a couple hundred people. So when you survey thousands of businesses, that translates into tens of thousands of individual responders. And what's interesting is that, you know, people today on the globe fall into three distinct categories from the survey. And what they found is about 56% of the responders are disengaged and complacent. You know, we can debate good, bad, right, wrong about that on another time. But what that really tells you right out of the gate is if you take 100% of a group, 56% of them are disengaged and complacent. So they're, they're not willing to take that step to be, you know, an entrepreneur or, or a, a winner or a leader or successful. There, something's inhibiting and holding them back. 15% of the people surveyed were actively disengaged. So these are people that get up every morning and it's like their number one objective is to find something to complain about, find fault about. You, know, you turn on the television anywhere you are in the world and see it on the news. It's easier to complain and to you know throw people down and to find fault with people than it is to solve and fix and come together. Wow. So that 100%, 29% were basically identified as engaged in, 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 in doers and in strivers and achievers. And that's really the listenership of your programs and yep. mine. It's easy for someone to... You know, I've written two books with Richard Branson, and he's written my magazine off and on for over 20 years. Or, you know, you go to a lady from England who's a, you know, a phenom here in the United States or, you know, athletic coaches or whoever. It's easy for people to always find fault with someone. I mean, I tell people everyone has a skeleton in their closet, so you need to kind of like lighten up, folks. Yeah, yeah. But super achievers also hang around other super achievers. They're very focused. You know, they don't. It's kind of like a, when I'm on stage just speaking around the globe, I use a, a moving vehicle as a metaphor, and you have this windshield in front of you. And successful people, you know, it's like they reach up and they grab that rearview mirror that's on the windshield, and they've ripped it away and thrown it away. So that all they see in front of them is future and potential opportunities. There is that kind of like rearview mirror off to the side, so you can occasionally look and review and benchmark and, and et cetera. But successful people fixate on the windshield of life, all the future. And negative people, what's interesting, they get so distracted, they fixate on that little piece of the rearview mirror in front of them. They're always worried about behind. You know, woe is me. It's not you know, fair. I didn't right. get this opportunity. Successful people don't have time to look about tomorrow. They're only looking forward, future, making success happen. Wow, that's, that's fascinating. So from, that, from those statistics, when we took at 29% of people are driven, are active, and as we said, that's, that's you guys who are listening to this or watching this right now. That's you. We're talking to you. And uh, the, the statistic of the 56% who are, who are disengaged or, or disconnected, you know, uh, do you think that somebody in that group, Dr. Jeff, could wake up one morning and turn that around? Absolutely. It's one of the things, you know, I spent a lot of time in the, in the book that you referenced, Your Trajectory Code. You know, what's interesting is if you think of those three subsets, if you want to, as a listener, accelerate your success, then think about all the people you're going to interact with on any given day, your colleagues, coworkers, employees, bosses, your neighbors, you know, just any human being you come across, you're going to fall into one of three camps. So the, the 56% that's disengaged and complacent, think of a question mark as a symbol. These are people that are, that, that are looking for someone to answer what to do next and give them some clues. 
Right. If you don't give them some clues and think of the other two subsets as the real influencers, Walt. So 15% are negative. Basically, that's your negative sign group. 29% are proactive, productive, or positive. There's your plus sign group. Well, if you think about it this way, that 56% gets up every day. Unless someone engages them and influences them and shows them another way, they're just going to keep floating out there. And I think a lot of people, back to your question now, don't realize they're floating until they do wake up one day and go, holy crap. Yeah. You know, I'm 40 years of age, and I look at some other 40-year-olds that are a lot more successful than I am. A lot of other 40-year-olds are about the same place I am, and so others are worse. I still have a whole lot of life in, in me left. What do I need to do to step it up? Or if I'm 30, or if I'm 20, or back it on down. So, Absolutely. again, part of your trajectory code is, you know, if you take your fingers and just kind of make a letter V for victory, you know, down here where the two letters would, where the letter would start, I call that point A. And one of the trajectories goes up to the left, we'll call that point B. And the one that goes to the right, we'll call that C. Well, one of the models we use in psychology, well, to answer your question as to how anyone can change their station in life, how anyone can accelerate their station in life, is a model called the ABC model of human behavior. And then ABC model of human behavior says A is activating event, so an activating event starting point, plus B, B, your behavior. So an activating event happens, you're going to do something with it. Your behavior is going to equal letter C, and C is consequence. Consequence, in other words, for outcome. Yeah. So what I've done is I've simply businessized that model. Now, if I go back down to this like letter V, for example, think of A down here at the bottom. And then think of letter B going up to the left, and it's a finite line because dead end, it's derailment. And letter C goes out into infinity success. So now let me take it a little bit further. So if you think of that A as a thumbtack on a wall, and two threads are hanging straight down to the floor. One thread you can attack up at letter B. The second thread you can attack up at letter C. And so there's a point at which down here from A where those two threads are leaving where they're one on top of the other. This is the defining element of success in everyone is that little space above A where those two threads are leaving A, they're one on top of the other. So if a person realizes if I say what I'm about to say at A, where will it take me? Will it take me towards letter B, which is failure and derailment? Then I can make a 1% recalibration and get back over on trajectory A to C, which is success, because C is also going to represent success, and you can do that all day time. You think about sending an email or saying something, or which line do you stand in? You're driving your car down the road. Which way do you go? Successful people realize success is about the 1% calibrations and 1% recalibrations that you make along the way. So the faster you can retrain yourself to realize every time you start to do something as an activating event happens in your life, you can take control of changing these things. I'm driving down the road this morning. Traffic comes to a stop. I can stay in that roadway the way everyone else is. As far as I can see, there's your 56 percenters. I can stay in that line and complain. There's the 15 percent. Or I can, in essence, look at my map on my phone or my car or common sense and say, what adjustment can I make right here, right now to get me back on track and successful? I did that. Boom. That's why I'm on this podcast with you. Beautiful. I love it. And what's, what's fascinating for me, Dr. Jeff, is that uh, every single day of our life, is that thumbtack in the wall, as in, no matter where you find yourself today, no matter if you're down the path, like, uh, you know, we, we might meet somebody, you and I, and, and this particular person has had that, you know, woe is me kind of blaming and situation, or they might find themselves overweight or unemployed or whatever the situation may be. If we can grab hold of that person and say, today's the day that we put the thumbtack in the wall and our trajectories start from this day forward, you have the choice right now of what you do. It doesn't have to be a result of where you find yourself now. I think 
as a success orientated individual, every single person in that group recognizes the fact that today is thumbtack day. Today is the day, no matter where we are, that we have had success. Well, great. We still have a thumbtack in the wall of our A and B paths starting from right now. Absolutely correct. And, and I love the way you've just said that. I mean, if everyone were to kind of think about it as, you know, th- thumbtack day, then what is it that you're doing to change your trajectory? I mean, you know, the book was written because uh, I use this trajectory code modeling concept with all of my entrepreneurs and business owners and leaders. And when I speak to YPO and entrepreneurial groups all over the planet. But, but in terms of applying it to you from a personal standpoint, because I've only written one personal success book. I was with John Wiley, which here in North America is one of the largest trade book publishers in the world and became a bestseller. And that's exactly what one of the business women in one of my audiences that I've been working with for over a decade. One day she came up and she talked about she had two teenage boys and one was starting to go off on the wrong trajectory. She sat down and explained this trajectory model to her husband. It made sense. As a family, they got their kids together at the kitchen table and they wrote down their family's values and what's important to them as a family because those are all letter C's on the trajectory model. And they put that on a piece of paper, put that on the refrigerator, and she said it changed every conversation in her house and both the kids are on the right trajectory. She's starting to get wow. emotional as she's sharing the story. And that was kind of one of the seeds that led to me writing this book from a personal standpoint. So I like your way of saying it for your listeners. Think of every day as a thumbtack day, but not only is every day a thumbtack day from the standpoint when you get up, but throughout the course of the day, you have a whole handful of thumbtacks. And every time you're given a new situation, that's letter A. A new stimulant, that's letter A. A new opportunity, that's letter A. Think of that thumbtack you know, as a metaphor in the air. What are you going to do next? Are you going to seize the opportunity or are you going to let it go by? And a lot of times, you know, again, we live in a parallel universe. Anything that you're thinking, Walt, down in Australia, there's a good likelihood I'm thinking it up here in the United States. The difference is whichever one of us takes action first, typically is the one that gets market share wins and, 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 and gets to, you know, get the pike in the days, they say. I love a it. lot of people, they want, they want the fruit of your labor, Walt. They just don't want the labor it took to get there. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And then there is no, there is no fruit without labor. Like, I mean, that's just a, a, a myth. So, Dr. Jeff, you said that um, you've started many businesses. You've you've had some some great success. You've moved careers forward and backwards. You've made some mistakes, and you've you've had a, an amazing life moving forward from there. Now, on that trajectory path, if you could go back twenty years and speak to a young Dr. Jeff McGee and say, "Hey, man, here's some wisdom from the future." What would you tell your younger self twenty years ago? You know, that, that is profound because I think what, what people need to realize is that what you and I learn on any one day is transferable forward versus backwards. But I think to answer that, let me, let me qualify it. You know, when, when, when we are younger, we are idealistic. Um, and that idealism is great. And the reason we're idealistic is because, you know, no one has kicked us in the butt and knocked us down. And what that means, we don't have war wounds. As you start to get older in life, you become a little bit more jaded or a little bit more um, focused. You become a little bit more critical. You become a little more guarded. You have wisdom and knowledge and experience. So you're not as idealistic. If you can marry the two together where as you get older, you can still stay idealistic and entrepreneurial, then you would accelerate your successes even more. See, almost everything that holds us back as an adult is learned behavior. We learn fear. We learn ramifications to behavior. We learn bigotry. We learn can't do. We learn don't want to do. We learn everything that holds us back. So now if I were to go back to that younger person, I'd say, look, people are going to lie to you. People are going to take advantage of you. It's human nature. Some people 
find it easier to try to steal from your intellectual property and steal from you than to just go do it themselves. And it actually takes more energy to be disingenuous than it takes to just be genuine. Yeah. So one of the pieces of advice is I, I, would, I would say be a little bit more realistic in your idealism so you don't get burned as many times and taken advantage of as many times. You know, the three businesses that have failed me tremendously in my life were all three because of a business partner that I trusted um, when I never should have trusted them. And so my last business, when I left it, you know, I had 13 epiphanies, 13 ideas that I left with it. If I was going into this business and did not know Walt, let's say, I would have asked 13 things definitely before I got into business with you. But because Walt and I knew each other for decades, we went into business and I didn't think to ask certain things. And that's what got me in trouble. And so from that, I even wrote a white paper and Again, your listeners can reach out to you and I'll get you the white paper. But it's, you know, again, 13 things to do in starting, running, emerging, or collaborating or partnering with another person to make sure you don't get in trouble. So those would be some of the wisdom things I would give to the young Jeff. I'd say still go for it. Um, don't waste time with, with things and people that are not willing to, you know, you know, saddle up and be at least 50%. Quit carrying everyone else on your back. Those would be things I would have said. Now, the problem with answering that question, Walt, is that what I would advise that young Jeff would change my trajectory then, and I wouldn't be the Jeff that I am now. So, I was just going to say that. Yeah, so there's a good I mean, and a bad to that going back. With, ev- with every lesson, with every, with every setback, with every uh, stumbling block, there's obviously, you know, that change of trajectory, coming back to that, that terminology again. So my question wasn't really about, uh, you know, would you change where you are? Because I think any, from all the people that I've met in my life, when I say, what would you change? They would say nothing because everything has led me to here where I am. And, you know, now I have, you know, so they would say nothing. That's exactly I, it. I completely understand. I guess my question then, let's rephrase that a little bit. Let's say that we're talking to a group of people who are, who are driven, Dr. Jeff. They're, they're people that want to achieve in their life. They're people that know they have the ability to choose their own destiny. And they're saying to you, today's my thumbtack day. Today's my wake up day. What advice would you give me? to be able to accelerate my, my drive forward, to be able to, to handle some of these speed bumps without getting derailed, what would you tell uh, that person starting today? Different question. So, so one of the models I've used for many years in my management, leadership, coaching, consulting, um, and in trajectory codes, a model called your player capability index. The player capability index is a huge piece of my secret sauce, basically. And what it is, is I've looked at you, Walt, me, Jeff, anyone out there from a human uh, operational DNA standpoint, not a medical standpoint, but operational, what is it that's led Walt to be who he is? I've created this formula, and each of the letters in the formula represents a piece of who you are, who I am, who anyone is as a human being. And once you understand that letter and a category represents, then the depth under it is what drives you or gives you the ability to drive wherever you're going to go. And therefore, the more you can put under any of those letters is going to make you more powerful where you're trying to strive to be. So what I would do then in answering the second question you posed is I'd go back to that young Jeff McGee and I would have given him the formula. And I'd say, here's the nice. formula of life. And once you understand this is the formula, non-negotiable, the more you can grow each of these letters, the greater your ROI is going to be on anything you try to endeavor in life. And the less you have in each of these elements is going to make it harder for you to generate the ROIs you want. You may get a couple of them, but you will not get quantity of them. So I would go back and say, look, you know, no successful person is consistently, repeatably successful because of luck. 
You might be lucky once, once. and luck again. Everyone has a formula, so I'm not going to go down that silly ass you know tirade. But but if you want to be successful and guaranteed every day, it's a formula, and I and that's what I talked about. I mean, you've got to get the knowledge. You know, Benjamin Franklin had a classic line: "The person who empties their wallet into their purse into their head will never be bankrupt." You know, you can lose your shirt, your house, your clothes, your driving vehicles, etc. But if you've got mental DNA, you can always bounce back. And so, yeah. you, you know, what are you always growing and doing and achieving and striving? And, you know, again, if you write your resume and from one year to the next, there's nothing new. You're adding your resume, then you're not growing. You're just sustaining or dying. Absolutely. So those are some of the things I would share. I, I love it. And I think, um, uh, so, so let me bounce something that I heard yesterday that, that I thought was really brilliant. Um, from a, I was going through a, a training course myself. And one of, the, one of the concepts that this person came up with was he said, now, when you get started, you are going to fail. It's going to cost you a lot of money. You're going to, you're going to have all of these things happen to you. And he said, I want to tell you that up front. And then he said, now I need to tell you that you need to have those things in order to get to phase two. Do you know what I mean? So if we're giving that formula for life, we can take somebody and say, okay, here's what's going to happen. People are going to lie, cheat, steal, whatever. You're going to have disappointments in your life. You're going to have heartbreak in your life. And that is part of what you need as let's call it the fertilizer for your real growth towards a successful and an amazing life. So instead of being afraid and running from those situations, to be able to take that and say, great, thank you, appreciate it, bring it on, need that fertilizer for me to graduate to that next level. How do you feel about that kind of thing? It's absolutely powerful what you said. And for your listeners, let me dissect what Walt just shared in case he went too fast. Your first opening line was, I spent time yesterday in a training program. That right there is an example of walking the talk and talking the walk. You're doing it. People are successful, whether it's a pro athlete, whether it's an entertainer, whether it's a business, you know, woman businessman, are always studying their craft. They're always looking for what do I not know that I can add to the mix because you never know everything. And when you stop being a student, you're telling yourself that I now am the ultimate knowledge point on that issue on the planet. Well, good luck because someone's going to come by and put you out of business pretty damn quick. So, one, that's my first response. Two, I think you need those war wounds to be successful because that's what gives you, you know, street credibility. It's what gives you the insight to grow so you'll know – wait a minute, this sounds familiar. My brain and my gut intuition is telling me because I've been there before, don't do this again. So you need all of that to be who you are. But continuously growing is what every successful person does. I mean, a lot of our listeners, a lot of my readers, you know, if you're always growing because it's mandated by your profession, if you're a doctor, you're an engineer, you're a lawyer, you're an accountant, you know, most of those are professions where every year you have to play student to keep your license to be able to participate. That's fine. So one way to find out if someone is truly a student and wanting to be the best version of them they can be is if, let's say you're a lawyer and you need 40 ongoing credit hours every year to keep your legal license, or you're a CPA and you need 40 hours, and all you got last year were 40 hours, then what you're telling me is that you are a minimal player. You're yeah. looking for what's the least you have to do to get by versus if you're that lawyer CPA and you got 60 or 70 or 100 hours, just like you. You were going to that class it's probably an not measure. to maintain a certification. Yeah, that's right. It's an easy measure, isn't it? And and to be the minimum, okay, cool. That's their fifty six percent, right? That's your disengaged, disenchanted. Right. That's your person that says, you know what? I don't need to do even forty one hours. I'm I'm a, I can skate by on my forty. That's cool. That's absolutely cool. No problems at all. You definitely can. But let's talk about achievement because if you want to skate by and that's your happiness level, sweet, no worries at all. But there are 29% of people, and I'm, I'm betting that's the people that are listening to this and watching this, Dr. Jeff, there are 29% of people that says, 40, 40 hours, you've got to be joking me. 
I'll take that and quadruple it. I'll take it and 10x it because I'm investing. That's in exactly it. right. I love, exactly. um, I love Dr. Uh, Doctor, sorry, I love uh, Jim Rohn where he talks about the very best thing you can do for yourself. And if we take entrepreneurs, we say the very best thing you can do for your business, let's take a salesperson, the very best per- thing you can do for your sales skills. Let's take a husband and a father, the best thing you can do for your kids, your relationship. Let's take a single mother, the best thing you can do for your family is invest in yourself. Making sure if, you're, if you are a mother staying at home with the kids, if you're a business person, an entrepreneur, as you said, Dr. Jeff, if you have the ability to reach to your bookshelf, and I'm, I'm gesturing to mine over there, which is full, if you have the ability to reach to your bookshelf or reach to a podcast or YouTube video or any of the, of the available publications, the magazines, if you have the ability to reach for that material, you're doing the very best thing that you possibly can for your scenario. Absolutely. I mean, again, you know, just you know, push yourself from the question you know, as, as listeners and readers and, and you know what, what you and I do, you know, where, where do you want to be? That's, you know, your own Q&A. What timeline do you want to be there? That's your own Q&A. And then kind of look in the mirror of life and ask yourself, do I have the mental DNA right now to get me there? And if that's yes, then why are you not going? You need to you lean forward. If your passion, it drives you. You know, Jim Rohn, you talked about, you know, great wisdom on personal development and success and sales was kind of his space. Same thing with Zig Ziglar. Zig Ziglar wrote the four to two of my books and was a great mentor to me. Both of those are gentlemen that reached out to me way before they passed away and gifted to me, you know, dozens and dozens of unpublished articles that we still run in our magazine today. Fantastic. And it goes back to your element that, you know, people that are truly in that 29% factor, success and moving yep. forward, or what I really kind of even boil down to the 1% factor. It's a very small percentage of people that truly achieve because mm-hmm. it's not a lot of people that are willing to do the hard work that it takes to achieve. It takes a lot of work to get to those places. Yep. Uh, and a lot of times people are not well balanced and well rounded. So once they get there, uh, if they don't have the ability to sustain it, then they fall and they fall bad. There's lots of great success stories in music and entertainment and athletics just in your my living lifetime that are destitute today because they were not taking the spirit of what you do with your podcast in terms of how do I always enrich me to make me better? Who's my mastermind? Who are my mentors? Who am I mentoring? Who am I giving back? You know, what's really, you know, what I'm wanting to do. One of your earlier questions about part of, you know, what would the advice be to, to a young Jeff McGee or anyone if you're looking at where you want to go in life, the, the professional side of your life is where you're going to spend more of your awakened hours than the personal side. Yep. You know, we all have 24 hours on that mm-hmm. clock, and if you factor out sleep, you know, unless you are already you know, independently wealthy, then we're all going to be spending time in professional pursuits. And at different age points in your life, that's more than your personal. So you've got to make sure what you're doing, you're passionate about, you love it, you're gifted into it, it's meaningful. If I was to give someone advice, you know, what's the business that, that has a long runway that can be sustained? That's the other problem. Sometimes people get into a business and are not innovative, so it has a great run for a short distance and then blows up. Absolutely. I mean, there's so many examples of that around the, around the world and, and more and more as technology comes. But I think for the person that is scared of that, the answer then is to be the the studier, the educator, the, the one that's always learning because then you can be Kodak that has a, a, a you know amazing business that get turned on a head, or you can be Steve Jobs, who's who's uh, taking that same technology and just making it better. So I think that's cool. Jeff, let's let's give a let's give a gift to some people if we can from from some knowledge. Let's take somebody who's struggling. Let's take somebody who finds themselves in a tough situation right now. Maybe they've maybe they're an entrepreneur. Their business is, is you know in a cash flow crunch as so many of us uh, come through that path. Or maybe they might be in a personal situation where something's happened in their life. 
How could you take that person and help them reorientate to where they, they can feel the road underneath them again? Great question. So again, there's a lot of ways to answer it. So let's go back and, and build upon something we've already discussed. So it's easier for your listeners. So I would take the trajectory code model, which is visualize the letter V for victory. And where those two lines start at the bottom, that's your A starting point. So you've just given us a point A. How do I help someone professionally or personally that's at that point where they're exhausted, frustrated, losing hope, or something's not going right? So I would say, okay, hit pause. And, and you need to physically remove yourself from your norm. Physically remove yourself from where you are. So that could be as simple as walk out the door of where you're working or living or sleeping. And if you normally take a right, walk to the left. You've got to physically get away from all of the stimulation that's right there in your face. Yeah. And then you can back up and start asking some questions such as who do I know, whether I have talked to them recently or not. Who do I know that if I genuinely reached out to them and had a little bit of a plan in my head of here's where I am, here's where I'm trying to go, can you help me do X to get there? Or what would you suggest I do to get there? So that's the starting point. One, change your physical venue. Two, where is it you are that you want to change and think of the next first step, not the long step way down the road. Just what's that first step? Second, so that's one layer. Second layer is to take a step back and say, wait a minute, is my current situation being manifested because I'm overextended right now doing a lot of things. So you could say, okay, if I were to write my budget down real quickly on a sheet of paper, maybe I am right now incurring additional financial stress and burden because I've got all these other bills that really, I really don't need any of them. You know, again, do I need to have, you know, a television that's hooked up to a cable system and there's five different financial packages and I'm paying for the highest one? Boom, cut that baby down. You know, your phone, can you go back in and renegotiate your cell phone package? I did that the other day and dropped my bought my bill by $45 a month. They never would have suggested it if I didn't ask them. So, again, that's two things that could have been dropped down. You know, again, food, you know, you know, make, make one bigger meal and then break it down so that your next two meals are out of it. You know, so that, you know, you normally buy things. You don't need to buy another pair of shoes. If the shoes you're wearing are in good shape, you don't need 37 pairs of shoes in your closet. So the second thing I would say is just look at your financial side because that's one of the top two things that stresses everyone on the planet is finances. So get a, you know get control of those could also help greatly. And this, the other thing, so I would say finances and relationships. That's number two. Yeah, there it is. And can, can the same model apply as in what are the areas that are causing me stress in my relationships and what are the end results that I'm looking for? Is that is that kind of mapping process applicable to any area that's that's causing you Absolutely. You know, and, so, and sometimes the reality is you are in a place that you need to you need to hit stop, pause, eliminate, and start over. Some people need to do that, and there's lots yep. of stories of those in you know uh, in, in the success annals as well. But again, if, if you can't physically get out of where you are, you can physically hit pause and go for a walk. Yep. You can't physically you know go to the park. You can't physically walk the other direction for 20, 30 minutes and clear your head. You know, I like to run. I like to hike. I know people that like to get on their motorcycles and ride. Part of that is, is almost therapeutic because it gives you a chance to kind of exercise in your head all those internal dialogues based upon all that knowledge you have. And, again, the old, you know, computer statement, garbage in, garbage out. Well, if you've got great quality in, thus the concept of a mastermind, you've got great concepts in your head, then it gives you a chance to start noodling those and talking about them. And a lot of times you'll find the solution to your dilemma is right in front of you, but you couldn't see it because you needed to change your vision. So change that, change the physical because that's the easiest thing to change. And that can be as simple as turning your chair around at your desk. Face the other That'd way for right. 10 minutes and just, you know, give yourself a bit of a change. So uh, how do you keep yourself on track, Dr. Jeff? What's your, 
What's your process daily, weekly, however you do it to, to align, to make sure you're heading in the right direction these days? Great question. So I, there are several things I do. One, I am a very good student of time management. So I use some time management tools to keep me focused on a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, annual basis. Um, at the end of each year, I do a retreat. used to do it with my staff when I had my companies. I still do it even now. I'm a solo practitioner. At the end of each year, I pull out in my last three years' calendars and physically look at what I did, where I went, what I accomplished. Um, I benchmark that against what the goals were at the beginning of the year. I can see them to the end of the year. And I use that historical data to hold me in check as a reality check as I calibrate for next year. So I always do my own year-end retreat for next year. What am I going to do that really is going to have meaning to where I'm headed in my life? Um, so those are a couple of quick things I do. And I just, and I stay focused. Uh, you know, again, I, I'm a pretty good student. Sometimes I slip and fail, but I'm a pretty good student of, of not participating in conversations, activities, um, situations that while they might be um, fun for that moment are actually going to derail me from what, where I need to be. Because again, it's very easy to slide off trajectory. Yep. I mean, no one, no one for the most part chooses to be a drug addict. Sure. No one, for the most part, chooses to become an alcoholic. No one, for the most part, chooses to go get fired. Yep. But it's it's little things you started doing without realizing it took you off of trajectory A, C, which is about success, that slid you over to trajectory A, B, which is you know the derailment and failure zone. So yeah. I try to stay pretty disciplined about those sort of elements. There's a, there's a key word that I just wanted to – I actually had it in my mind to ask you, and I'm glad you brought it up, the word discipline. How would you – this is a personal opinion, Dr. Jeff, but in my personal opinion – Discipline is the master skill. It's the one that can really change everything for you. Do you have a, 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 a process that you can help people with to, uh, to develop a stronger discipline, I guess, uh, a straight line that, of, of the path they're walking? Yeah, that's a powerful question. Let me respond to it a couple of ways. So with Performance Magazine over the past 20 years, I've had the opportunity to have phenomenal people write and share articles. Sometimes I'll have people that'll say, I'd love to participate, but I don't have time to write, so I'll do a Q&A with them. Uh, and there are 10 questions. There are constant questions I ask every one of them on top of the additional questions because those 10 uh, are going to end up being in a book. You know, imagine, you know, Sir Richard Branson, uh, you know, Tony Blair, the Dalai Lama, uh, you know, the last three presidents of the United States, et cetera, have all answered those 10 questions. And so wow. if I were to put them into a book. But one of the questions has led to the answer, and it's what you've just said. So for your listeners, I'm going about answering Walt's question in a long way because it's important. The number one word that everyone has shared for 20-some years of what it takes to be successful is the word discipline. The wow. number two word every one of them have used for 20 years is passion. You have to have passion for what you do, and you've got to be disciplined. All the other words are going to be tertiary words on the list. So discipline starts with passion, meaning – if you're passionate about what you want to really achieve, if you're passionate about what you really want to do, it's amazing how you get off your butt and you'll have the discipline to do things. So, yep. Walt, let's you and I role play for your listeners. Are you a parent? Yes, I am. You have one or more than one child? I have two daughters. And um, without getting too specific, how old is the youngest? The youngest is eight. Perfect. So, um, you know, if, if you have an eight-year-old daughter that needs to be doing something that obviously a parent needs to help her with, or you have an eight-year-old daughter that's somewhat sick and you're laying down to take a nap. Um, so if I turn it into a question, does Walt continue to take his nap and say, I'll be with you girls a little bit later? Or do you get off your butt and go help them? 
No, it's an easy one for a parent. You get off your butt, you go and help them, you do whatever. So you have discipline as a parent because that which you have discipline on, you are passionate about your daughters is what I just role played. So the first thing people have to understand is now let's take the parenting out of it because you said it's obvious, it's easy. Well, again, some parents know it's not. There are some parents that are pathetically worthless and never should have been a parent because they're not passionate about their family or kids or their own self-brand. So that's why they don't have the discipline to take a bath, clean your yard up. That takes no work. You know, make sure your kids are dressed. They don't vandalize the other property. They don't graffiti other property. They help out the older person across the street. They stand up when the young person is being bullied by a big person. So you have the discipline to do that when you're passionate about doing the right things. So the first thing I would share with all your listeners from a business standpoint was I just answered by not answering what you thought I was going to say. It starts with passion. So then, yes, when you're disciplined, then once you're passionate about something, the discipline will kick in and say, is there a software program I need to use? Or are there certain behavioral habits? Or do I need to set my alarm clock at certain times? Or do I need to make sure I go to bed by a certain time? Or do I need to eat or drink certain things? See, the disciplines will all kick in when you truly are passionate about what that is you want to, want to achieve. When you care enough about the end result, then the direction Directed. becomes an absolute. In other words, when, when you let's take it from a business point of view. If you're finding yourself lax, if you're finding yourself a bit complacent, you know, you're a sales environment, whatever environment you find yourself in, if you're finding yourself not really caring, then you need to change the reason that you're there. In other words, you, can, you don't have to sell your company, you don't have to shut down, but go back and re-examine the reasons why you started that in the first place because just by that exercise if you can drill down i started it because of this i really can see my life in that particular position if you can visualize that end result then the discipline kicks in as you said dr jeff because then what do i have to do i have to read a book done i have to get up earlier done i have to go to the gym done i have to be there for my kids done whatever it is that you have to do when you care enough about the end result then you will get it done i love it so those are the easy answers. So again, depending upon, you know, which you know, person I'm coaching, you know, you and I would drill in and give specific uh, words and answers and models and behaviors and maps to, you know, how do you create the discipline so the discipline becomes a habit. Once it becomes a habit, then you can create systems to reinforce that. And then again, it becomes second nature. Okay. Um, I had a chance to interview and visit with a, you know, a, a young person here in the United States recently that's 24 years of old, Olympic gold medalist. Uh, and when he was 14 years of age, he had put his map in, in play that I'm going to win that goal. I'm going to be the first person in the United States of America to win the gold in that sport. So it was the discipline to get up early and do certain things and to work out when everyone else is going out to play and to you know, go to the gym and do the exercises when you're not just doing your sport mm-hmm. itself and having the discipline to you know, eat and drink the right things. And if I cheat, how much can I cheat? And then how do I compensate for that cheat if I eat that? I mean, but that's all discipline. Uh, And a lot of people are not willing to do that because the goal that they have in their head, if I use Olympic metaphor, people start to ratchet down. You know what? I don't really want to do all the work it takes to get the gold. So what's it take just to get the silver? Right. And then some people go, you know, that takes too much work. What's it take to get the bronze? (laughs) And you know what's funny? planet. Yeah. That's One of my the first is now people get you know get the same you know they don't even get the gold silver or bronze and we still give them stuff it's like no you're a loser shut yeah. up sit down that's right exactly and what's funny is one of my first mentors in sales actually said to me the first person that that lowers their price in a negotiation loses if you're willing to negotiate down well I'm not really willing to get up at five in the morning to go to the gym as soon as you're not willing to if you if you're negotiating on the success you're automatically going to have to settle for second or third or no medal at all you're just going to have to take absolutely correct absolutely 
Absolutely. Dr. Jeff, I, I'm so thankful for your time and I, I want to uh, be respectful of that. Guys, if you're listening to this, uh, uh, Dr. Jeff McGee, you can find him at jeffreymcgee.com. You can actually grab a copy of, uh, of his best-selling book, which is called Your Trajectory Code. Do the author a favor, buy it direct from his site. So it's, Dr., uh, so it's jeffreymcgee.com. Um, Jeff, you have worked with incredible companies. You've worked with Pfizer. You've worked with the, the National Guard. You've worked with the Discovery Channel. If you had the opportunity now to, to look at your business and design the next 10 years, which, of course, we do, how, would, how will we see your business moving forward? What are the goals that you're setting for yourself? Let's have some inspiration and, and see where you're headed towards the horizon. I love it. Appreciate it. So one of the things I've recognized with business owners and business leaders, benchmarking that against Fortune 100 uh, corporations globally to you know, small startups and mid-cap businesses in between, is that the, the talent development that you and I have to grow through, because it just can't happen overnight, to truly be a phenomenal leader um, can be measured and are quantifiable key performance indicators. So I've built what I refer to as the Leadership Academy of Excellence. It's a 12-module, 12-month program where I go in and work with an organization uh, and a leadership team for a day and a half every month. We, we present some leadership skills, apply it immediately to their sphere of influence. They, they go out and use it for a month. We come back, debrief, and give them the next module. We grow them. It, it truly is a graduate-level program on steroids because we actually use my graduate-level textbooks in the program and have had phenomenal success. So what, where Jeff McGee's going in the future is taking that program more to the marketplace. I'm partnering with yes. associations that are rolling out and making it available to their members. Um, I have chosen not necessarily to create another big training company like the one I sold. So I'm now managing more of that where I'm personally working with those clients globally. I just came back from Europe where I was working with some people in uh, Berlin. So again, maybe I need to get down to Australia and spend some time with you guys as well. But so that's one. And I grew up in sales. So sales and leadership is where I live because I'm a practitioner of the two. So I've written books and audios and DVDs and have online learning platforms for those. So I think sales and leadership where I am now is the same place you'll um, expect to see Jeff McGee in the future. And just getting more serious with it and, and, and starting to say no to lots of businesses that want to do training and development from a compliance standpoint so they can put a check mark on a sheet that they did it. I'm not interested in those organizations, which sad to say, that's actually a lot of businesses. Yeah. So I've become actually really clear on my avatar. My core business uh, prospect looks like certain variables. And so I'm really tight with what I'm focused on doing in the future. So thanks for asking. I love it. And so uh, listeners, people who are watching, my friends, subscribers, let's do Dr. Jeff a favor and uh, help him along that journey. There's, there's uh, some training courses on his site. There's some programs that are applicable to you no matter where you find yourself. He's an expert in leadership. He's an expert in development. You can head to jeffreymcgee.com and you can start to, to engage. You can follow uh, Dr. Jeff at Dr. Jeff Speaks on Twitter. Uh, you can actually help Dr. Jeff achieve his goals and in the same way align your life. Boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, today is Thumbtack Day. You are able to put a thumbtack in the wall, have your two threads moving forward, choosing A, choosing B, and the path dependent upon your choices starts from today. Dr. Jeff McGee, thank you so much for your time, for your inspiration, for your insight. I have absolutely loved it, and I so can't wait to get you back on the show and talk further about this. It's a, it's a personal passion of mine, and uh, I'm just really grateful for your time, man. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, and thank you to all your listeners. And again, stay focused and stay, uh, stay a massive follower to Walt. He needs you as well. Thank you. Very gracious opportunity today. Awesome. Thanks, Dr. Jeff. See you soon. Hey everyone, it's Walt and thanks so much for listening to the episodes on the podcast. We really love bringing these interviews to you and I hope you're getting a lot out of them. We've designed the podcast to really help and to engage with everybody out there. So you could help us by simply leaving us a comment or a review, subscribing 
on iTunes. Head over there now, make sure you hit that subscribe button and leave a review for us. It helps more than you could possibly believe. Do that now and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode.